The views expressed on the Big Gay Radio Show may not necessarily be the views of the Nathan B. Stubblefield Foundation or those of the staff or management of WMNF. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to celebrate love, life, and all things LGBTQIA+. It's the Big Gay Radio Show, only on 88.5 WMNF. Now live from the WMNF studios in Tampa, it's the Big Gay Radio Show. 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Gorman. I am your show twink here. Happy New Year. I hope everybody had a fantastic and safe New Year. I had a fun one. I went over to cocktails for... A little bit, a couple hours, and then I went home before 11 because I didn't want to deal with that mess. I'm joined by the beautiful Brian Hinkson and Esme Russell. Hello. Mic on. All right, there we go. Good morning. Good morning. On this January 4th. Buenos dias. This January 4th, 2024. Yes. It's the very first episode of 2024. It, it really is. is. Yeah. It's a, a very good one because um, I, I was doing the show prep today and I was adding 2024 into each folder because I, I'm very organized. I want to make sure that everything is separated by year. And I was adding on another year. It was so, so I have, satisfying. I haven't written 2024 on anything yet. Has anybody signed 2024? I have. I haven't yet. Me no. neither. I haven't either. And I probably will tomorrow because I have to go to the bank in the morning. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of excited to write 2024. It's so oh. silly. My life, God, my life is so full of activity. Yeah, I know <laughs> when school... That's going to be the big thing. <laughs> I know when school starts, I'm going to have to put 2024 on a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so, or now, or, or, or depending, because sometimes, like, we can do, like, um, so my birthday would be 04, 13, mm-hmm. 24. You don't have to put the 19 in there. No, no, we don't. And then, like, I... I right, not, I, not the 19, but I'm saying, oh, no, you wouldn't put 24. You put, you're celebrating it on the 24th. Right. On the 24th, uh, 19, what is it, 2024. Girl, what are yeah. you talking and about? Now, I zoned out. Wait, wait, what? And now yeah. I'm class of 2024, so... Oh, you're class of 2024, yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So. I was like, you're just listing off numbers here. I was like, what, what's these numbers going on? I was looking over my shoulder at the music and stuff, and I was like, what are you talking even about? I got, even I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not good with numbers anyway. Oh, my God. Just wait, but, just wait till it's 2424. I got two, I got flashback. Four, no, what is that? Two four. Twenty four. Two, two four. four. So that's 20. February second, twenty twenty four. Oh God, that's gonna. I hope I don't have yeah. to do anything on that day, <laughs> where I have to write the date down. But anyway, welcome to twenty twenty four in the year of our Lord. You know what's really cool about twenty twenty four? Is next month in February we have five big gay radio shows. Oh, okay, Ooh. it's a long. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a it's a leap year. Yeah, yeah, we'll that's have right. five it's a leap year. shows. Oh, wow. Oh wow! Yep. Somebody so you'll have, have multiple people are gays. Have birthdays that year. Yeah. My uncle. Uncle. <laughs> yeah, people that are born in leap years and that on those dates. I know. Yeah. I know. They, yes. get to have, they get to celebrate their birthday. <laughs> now, how does the leap year work? It's one year yes and one year no. Uh, it's no, every, it's every four, four years. years. It's every four years. Okay. On All the shortest right. month. Well, we are also joined by some super special guests, and I want to make sure that they are remembered to speak into the microphone. So we are joined by Veronica Fox and Shane McCabe. Good morning, yes. McCabe. McCabe. Okay, awesome. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So um, something that was very special 
that I want to send my congratulations to you guys on is that you guys got married recently. We yes. did. We did. Congratulations. Congratulations. 11, 11. Yep. And there was a super special person who decided... Ooh, the music cut out all of a sudden. That was right, weird. That was kind of dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Very dramatic, very dramatic. So there was a very special person who officiated your wedding, right? There was. There was. I, there was. Th this very beautiful Goddess. person who dresses like a woman sometimes. <laughs> sometimes so she fun. looks like a lady. Sometimes <laughs> she whips it out during Avatar. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought she was the Avatar. Oh, God. She is the Avatar. She um, absolutely is. I did officiate the wedding. Congratulations, Miss yeah. Esme, on your first you officiation. Know, thank you. You know what's really weird about it is that I wasn't even nervous. You didn't appear nervous. She you didn't appear nervous. was so radiant in a way that we never expected her to be. I, I, I've seen you perform, I've performed with you, I've seen you talk, speak, everything, but the way you were that day was something I've never experienced in my entire life. I was in my element. Yeah, you really. Does were. that make sense? What you do? I, I don't know, Chris or Brian. So, like, I, I think of, like I, I think of when Moira Rose married her um, her son <laughs> on on Etz Creek. Uh, I could, don't think I could say that name on air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but what? Yeah, when Moira Rose was marrying her son on on, on Etz Creek. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's you don't get to do a do over, so it's a big. You know, now looking back, it's a big deal because. You don't want to mess it up. It's, right. It's yeah. a memory forever, and they videotape it, and everybody's there. And when you're talking, everybody it was a lot of people at this wedding. Oh yeah. yeah I, um, I, I how imagine. many people did you guys invite? One thirty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah wow. It was a lot of people. Yeah. So you know, the minute you start talking, every head goes. They're looking dead at you. Mm -hmm. So it was. You know, at that moment, you're I used to having all eyes on you, though. Yeah, I am because you know, obviously, when you're a drag queen, you're used to performing in front of a lot of people. But it was. It was nice. It was nice to be able to do that. And and yeah. I will say this, that it made it really, really easy because not because they're here. I've said it before when they weren't here that I knew I had interviewed them. I had talked to them as a couple and they're the reason why there needs to be same sex marriage. People like this that mm -hmm. are truly in love, that truly worked at being together, that truly want to be together, that are building a life together and that have their own lives as well. And these people need to be together and there should, marriage should be for them. I don't think marriage is not for everyone. Some, even straight, some straight people shouldn't get married. Yeah. Do you oh, know I what agree. I'm saying? Yeah. Well, some people but, take advantage of the fact that they are straight and they can get married. Correct. They will just keep getting married yeah, and getting married times. and getting married and getting married. Yeah. Even though it's against the same Bible verses that, that yeah. we are yeah. going Correct. against in quotations. Yeah, but their marriage, I felt like it needed to happen. I was like, yeah, these two people, I even said it at, at the wedding. I said, these two people should be together. Yes. Now, if, yes, you, if, you, if they get divorced, you're going to jinx the hell out of it. <laughs> I signed the divorce papers. I don't papers. think so. I no. Do. Yeah, no. But. It, was a, it was an incredibly special moment. Just, just this, I'll never forget you walking into the venue and you radiated. And we made it like a theater in the round almost. So everybody was around us and we were standing in the middle of the room. And as soon as you open your mouth, everybody was just, I mean, normally you're standing at a church, you're looking up and you see and you're watching, but everybody was just fixated on what you had to say because they couldn't wait to hear you speak. So, Ms. Esme, I have a question for you. Yeah. I never asked this. What were you wearing? So I wore a black dress. Um, a beautiful yeah, it was fitted like a yeah, black very dress. fitted dra black drag dress. Mm -hmm. Had like um, it had like ruffles on the shoulders. It was very, it was very classy. I wore a, a diamond necklace and diamond earrings and. 
And to the to the, the yeah. newlyweds, what did you guys wear? Did you guys did one wear a dress, one wear a suit? Did you guys both wear suits? He wouldn't let me. No. No, <laughs> no I refuse. But um, we didn't know what we were wearing until two or three days prior. Huh. We were oh, wearing wow. like our own style. We didn't wear suits or ties or anything like that. He had a shirt on with a jacket, and we I didn't I didn't wear a jacket, but I was very just like very you. Yeah, we looked like ourselves, but. Formal, I guess. Well, the reason why I ask is because there's always that stereotypical straight person who's like, oh, who's the woman? And so sometimes it blows people's minds that we don't need dresses in Mm -hmm. all of our weddings. Not everybody wants that. There are people who do. And it is not wrong for those people to wear dresses. But not every person wears a dress and not every person wears a suit when they're gay. No, I married married two men. And I actually got this question a lot, too. If asking if I was wearing a dress or if I was going to be in drag. And I yeah. was like, no, because it's, it's my wedding, not Veronica's. She'll have her yeah, yeah, so I married Nathaniel. <laughs> so, so we're going to have a... a, a is, yeah. is it going to be a polyamorous com- uh, relationship between Veronica and... Uh... You know, it could be. I think Shane's trying, but Veronica's not, <laughs> not having it at the moment. She's very independent, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. She's her own woman. Well, we are going to talk a little bit more with you guys about how you guys met and all that stuff. And also get a couple opinions on some things, including the Epstein files and all that fun things. But let's go into a little bit of a music break. This is Make It Happen by Mariah Carey right here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa, the big gay radio show.
from RuPaul's Drag Race, and you're listening to the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF.
I'm Joanna Grosso, and this is your LGBTQIA plus news from around the country and right here in Tampa Bay. In Iowa, a federal judge temporarily blocked key parts of an Iowa law on December 29th that bans some books from school libraries and forbids teachers from raising LGBTQ plus issues. Judge Stephen Locker's preliminary injunction holds enforcement of the law, which was set to take effect on January 1st, but already had resulted in the removal of hundreds of books from the Iowa schools. The law, which the Republican-led legislator and GOP governor Kim Reynolds approved early in 2023, bans books from depicting sex acts from school libraries and classrooms and forbids teachers from raising gender identity and sexual orientation issues with students through the sixth grade. Locker blocked enforcement of those two provisions. The judge said that the ban of the books is, quote, incredibly broad and has resulted in the removal of history volumes, classics, award-winning novels, and, quote, even books designed to help students and avoid being victimized by sexual assault. He said that part of the law is unlikely to satisfy the Constitution's requirements for free speech. Iowa's measure is part of a wave of similar legislations across the country. Typically backed by Republican lawmakers, the laws seek to prohibit discussion of gender and sexual orientation issues, ban treatments such as puberty blockers for transgender children, and restrict the use of restrooms in schools. Many have prompted court challenges. In Ohio, Republican Ohio Governor Mike DeWine vetoed a measure December 29th that would have banned gender-affirming care for minors, casting the action out of step with many of his own party as thoughtful, limited, and pro-life. He simultaneously announced plans to move to administratively ban transgender surgeries until a person is 18 and to position the state to better regulate and track gender-affirming treatments in both children and adults. At a news conference, DeWine said that he hoped the hybrid approach could win the support of the legislative Republicans, who immediately signal that they're considering a veto override as well as serve as a national model to states as gender-affirming care restrictions enacted across the country in recent years face lawsuits. The vetoed bill also would have banned transgender athletes' participation in girls' and women's sports. In Miami, Miami police have arrested two men in the brutal beating of a group of queer women in the city's Wynwood neighborhood. NBC News South Florida affiliate WTVJ6 reported that investigators arrested 33-year-old George Giovanni Estevez and Decan Fernandez, 25, on December 20. A police spokesperson told local media outlets that both men faced multiple felony charges with the hate crime enhancements. One of the victims said that Estevez was one of the men who punched her, adding that Fernandez was the man who punched her, making her lose consciousness and punched her friend, causing her to fall and hit her head, causing a concussion and a cut to her forehead that needed stitches, NBC6 Miami reported. According to the arrest report, the incident happened just after 3.30 a.m. on November 26th outside of 38th Northwest 24th Street. The incident was partially caught on a bystander's cell phone phone video released on social media after the attack. Please remember to stay safe and treat yourself and others with kindness. This has been your LGBTQIA plus news for the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm Joanna Grossa with 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hey everyone, this is Dave Borman with your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. Tonight, dust off those balls. It's time for Pride Bowling at Dunedin Lanes. Start off the new year with a night of cosmic bowling, drink specials, and a drag show at midnight featuring Jocelyn Summers and special guests Lady Janet and Brianna Summers. Doors open at 10, Dunedin Lanes is located at 405 Patricia Avenue in Dunedin. Then on Sunday the 7th, get your team together for Found Family Collective's Tea and Trivia at the Calicia Tea Lounge. Trivia Master Andy brings some new trivia questions and the topic is Marvel vs. DC. Doors open at 3 with the game starting at 3.30. The Calicia Tea Lounge is located at 1441 East Fletcher Avenue, Suite 101 in Tampa. And finally, Jobsite Theater presents Shakespeare's Twelfth Night at the Jabe Theater starting on January 17th. This is a must-see comedy and music experience, and according to Broadway World, no one rocks the bard as hard, as daring, or as relevant as Jobsite and their players. Get tickets and more information at jobsitetheater.org. 
This has been your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. More information at tampabaygay.com. Have you heard of The 70 Show? No, not that one. The radio show. And I wish you'd The 70 Show rocks with K-Tuff. Saturdays, 2 to 4. Come, Come sail, sail away, away with, with us. us. Rock and roll. Support for WMNF comes from listeners like you and TampaBayGay.com. This LGBTQ plus website features a local events calendar, business directory, entertainment news, community resources, and more. It's all at TampaBayGay.com. You're listening to the only LGBTQ radio show in Tampa Bay, the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF.
What happens when you mix two gay guys and a trans woman? Obviously, you get the best gay radio show in Tampa Bay. This is the Big Gay Radio Show, only on 88.5 WMNF.
88.5 WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Gorman. I am your show twink here on the Big Gay Radio Show. Joined by a gaggle of gays, Miss Esme Russell and Brian Hinkson. Hello. Howdy diddly doo there, I neighbor. Were, I thought you were playing another song. I told you. Yeah, I'm listen, I, I got... Girl, you don't listen to me. I don't listen. Yeah, I, was... I, 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 have a, I have selective hearing, which my mother says is a... I don't want to say it, but it's a... Male, yeah. male quality. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. right. I uh, thought that it was she, another word that you were going to use. Another word she too. She tells me there. the other day, you have selective hearing, just like your father did when he was alive. I said, it's obviously you're related to him. I, I said, but isn't selective hearing like a male quality? She said, I have nothing to say about that. That's on you. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, she said what she said, right? Mm-hmm. You heard what the kids say today. I said what I said. Correct. She said what she said. Whatever. It's a male quality, whatever, I guess. You know, I it's know. just whatever. A lot I of people deal, like to blame me on that, too. I can deal with it. <laughs> but I do have selective hearing. <laughs> Slightly for me. Slightly, yeah. You know, it's... um. It's definitely interesting dealing with you on the show because you are exactly right. And I didn't need to know your your mom told you that to know that you have selective hearing. You have selective hearing. You are truly a person who's very frustrating sometimes because I'll be like, 20 seconds, and you'll continue to talk. I know. And then I'll, uh, like I'll, when I do the promo for, for Tampa Bay Gay, I literally have to be like, Esme, in a minute, I need to talk. I know. 30 seconds, I need to talk. No, and then she's easily, like... I get easily distracted. You know? That's an understatement. Yeah. Anyways. I, mean, I, do I think a there's bit. an attention deficit thing in there. Yeah, you on. have attention deficit I disorder. Def- I think I do. You got ADD. I definitely think I do. Even though some people say it's not a real thing. Uh... You think it's that's a real wrong? Thing? Uh, no, it's it is. Thing. It is absolutely a real thing. Yeah, I think so too. But some people say we're making it up. Um, no. That's all <laughs> I have to all. say to that. No. <laughs> some people say that uh, that being trans and gay is not a real thing. Well, that is very true. People that is say true. that. Yeah, we're all imagining this. So I guess I'm imagining <laughs> that I'm transgender. It's all in our head. It is technically in my brain. That's we're all dreamers. Yeah, we're all just dreamers. <laughs> all just dreamers. I'm dreaming that I want to be a girl, but never, <laughs> but never achieving the goal. <laughs> it's yeah. all right. I can dig it. I can dig it. I'm it's it's okay, it. Esme. You can be a fake woman over there. Can, all, all I, you want. I'm totally okay with it. Totally okay with it. I, I still can't believe somebody would call in and <laughs> have the like audacity to think that it actually matters you them saying that Esme is not a real woman okay she said, cool she said I don't I don't exist she doesn't exist yes That's that was what, what it said and I'm said, like girl uh, I'm pretty sure she right here she's 62 I, yeah. years old and the other thing that bothers the hell out of me about her argument you're 62 years old yeah you are a grown-ass woman. Yeah, correct. I've, I've lived as a girl since I was. Uh, it's well, not an, an issue of. It's not an issue of like even if you I weren't was, living when you were fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Like even if you were eighteen. Yeah. You are a grown-ass person at eighteen. I didn't. You start should taking, not have issues with that. But I didn't start taking hormones until I was eighteen years old. I will say that I did. I yeah. didn't get on estrogen uh, replacement therapy until I was an adult. And I knew that I, you know, yeah. and I went to a doctor and, you know, went through the whole spiel. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I know what I am. It's not when she says you're not really a woman. I said, well, yeah, I know that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, really? it's almost like you're not trying to. I mean, are you trying to offend me? I mean, you can't offend somebody with the truth. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, oh, well. I you can't know, deny I'm, that. No, it <laughs> is what it is. I, you know, I live as a woman. I'm not a woman. It's quite obvious that I feel that way. And I, you know, n- not all trans people feel that way. There's a lot of trans people that feel very differently about themselves. But I've lived this way so long that I've made peace with it. You people know? fear yeah. adjectives. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, descriptions and things. I, I, I realized that when I was in sixth grade, I could never understand why people would get so frustrated when the teacher would talk about different uh, parts of speech, like the pronouns and adjectives yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. I would never understand why that was so frustrating because like, I, I would hear like even the other students say, why do we have to learn this? This is why we have to learn it, people, because yeah. you don't understand what the hell a pronoun is. Yeah. And the yeah. weird thing about pronouns, we've been using them all of our lives. Yeah. I mean, sir we have. is a pronoun. Uh, if I say yes, ma'am, ma'am is a pronoun. Uh, I mean, those are yeah. pronouns. This war on pronouns. Anyways, we, we didn't even introduce our yeah. guest. Yes. We are joined by some super special guests. Veronica Fox and Shane McCabe. Hello. Welcome, welcome. And Shane is also a member of the Selective Hearing Club. <laughs> he is nice. the Selective Hearing 2024. Yeah. Very welcome. Much so. Is he really? I didn't know that. We, we could record a conversation with a camera and he could agree and sign off three hours later. You know what we should do? And I'll say, oh, I said that. He goes, you didn't say that. Oh, God. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's a... Uh... It's, it's a Maybe real thing. Maybe you have attention deficit disorder. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I was I was diagnosed when I was eight years old. I, yeah. I, I know for a fact I got ADHD. I got yeah. ADHD, ODD. I got everything. Anything you got <laughs> under so the list. I'll, I'll, you, you, you name a disorder and I got it. Check the box. Check the box. It's listed. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. so you guys had a very special day recently you guys had a wedding that miss esme russell reverend esme russell was able to officiate congratulations again thank you thank you so my question to you guys is how did you guys come to make the decision that you guys wanted to get married to each other and the reason why i ask that is because as a 23 year old i'm not really I look at marriage as a very hard commitment and it, you have to understand and know the person and have a certain level of experience with the person to actually be able to make that long-term commitment. And I haven't felt as though I would probably be even able to make that sort of connection with another person, let alone, you know, get married like that. So what was the deciding factor like yes i want to marry this other person and veronica i'm going to ask you first for me it was it was the fact of knowing that at the end of the day he's the only person in the world i want to come home to like i can go anywhere in the world do anything i can whatever but at the end of the day that's the person i want to see that's the person i want to be in my arms that's the person that like i can peel like a banana in front of him just be like oh like you know that's the person and there's nobody else in the world that i would feel that comfortability with and that I would want that with, you know? Yeah, for me, it was, um, I, we met in 2019, in November of 2019, and the pandemic, as terrible as it was for the entire world, and you have to be very sensitive when you talk about that, for me, it was a very opening, eye-opening, 
my coming out and just being out in the world and having time to sit and reflect. And we were already friends, becoming more than friends. And then I think that I, I, I say it all the time and it sounds cheesy and people say what they want to say, whether they believe it or not. But it was literally like the day I met him, I said, I'm going to be with this person forever. And that was in November of 19. And then we went through the next nine or 12 months kind of back and forth. And he lived out of the area and I still lived in Tampa. And when we finally got back together in August of 2020, it was just within six, within nine months, I was like, I'm buying a ring. We're getting married. That was it. So, you know, in a relationship, it's the only thing in life where two halves never make a whole. Are you going to elaborate? A relationship is the only thing in life. In order for a relationship to work, truly succeed, two holes have to come together to make a bigger hole. Does that make sense to you what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Yeah. So when I interviewed you both separately, you were two whole people. And what I'm going to say may shock you. You really don't need each other. You want to be together, but you don't need to be together. Mm -hmm. This is a very solid, your husband is a solid, and you're, as a husband, are a solid individual. It's like, you two are like, I said, these people need to be together because they don't need to be together. They want to be together. When you need to be together, it's too messy. It's like it's putting too much pressure on the other person. Now mm -hmm. they're dependent on, you're dependent on making them happy. Does that make sense it to does. you? It does. And that's, that's kind of how we work. We've, yeah. Since day one, we've always been so independent of Correct. each other. Correct. And I but, found that to be yeah, absolutely yeah. true. Like I'll travel and I'll go to Pennsylvania and visit family or I've gone... Two years ago, I was in Nashville with a group of friends, and he stayed here in Tampa. Yeah. And then he has gone and traveled and done pageants and backup dancing and different things like that. And we could be anywhere in the world, and we just always know that we're coming home to each other. Yeah. And it's it's that relationship. You're, well, you're two, you're two we, whole we people. We operate by our by ourselves, but when we're together or when we're apart, we really miss each other. We yeah. really want to be next to each other all the time. That's we're, sweet. We're also a grinder love story. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah. You met on yes, grinder. We did. Yes. Oh wow! Yes. Somebody yeah. get the advertising team. I know. Wow. I know. Yeah. I, mean, I can a, see the TikTok now. I know. Wow. <laughs> I mean, people ask us, and we say, "Yeah, we met online," and we're like, "Online." <laughs> oh yeah. wow! Yeah. I never knew that. Okay, that's hysterical. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's not in, there's, a, not in a, a, a negative way. I meant it in the terms of uh, that is amazing that you guys got um, together on that app, but it is definitely very stereotypical. Yeah, I don't know the yeah. statistics. <laughs> I don't know the well, statistics of that app and what success stories have come out of it, but we because, are definitely one. So. Because apps like that always have a stigma attached to it. That is only, only for looking up. No, an app is what you make it. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's when I tell people like, oh, how is that 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 gay bar? I mean, it can be sleazy, but you go to a bar. That's what you make it. If you yeah. want to go to be sleazy at a bar, go be sleazy at a bar. Yeah. If you want to go and drink and talk to people, go to a bar and drink and talk to people. Yeah. It's the same thing with an app. The first man I ever loved was a straight man that was in the military that I met on Grinder. Oh, same. I mean, that's, yeah, that's rough. I miss we you, all have those Anyways, stories. let's go into a little bit of music. <laughs> this is Role Models by AJR right here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa, the big gay radio show. All my role models are on TV for the wrong reasons. And I will unravel if you ripple. 
by calling 813-239-9663. Now, here's more of the Big Gay Radio Show, live from WMNF Tampa.
Tampa Bay. This is Joanna Grossa from the Big Gay Radio Show. And an effort to promote good mental health here is your good LGBTQIA plus news from around the country and right here in Tampa Bay. In sports news, the International Olympic Committee announced a new framework for transgender and intersex athletes Tuesday, dropping controversial policies that required competing athletes to undergo, quote, medically unnecessary procedures or treatments. The new framework was not legally binding and was developed following a, quote, extensive consultation with athletes, other sports organizations, and experts in the field of human rights, law, and medicine, the IOC said. It comes just three months after the Tokyo Olympics, which saw the first transgender and intersex athletes compete in the game's history. Tuesday's framework replaces the guidelines for the IOC released in 2015, which put a limit on the athletes' testosterone levels that required some of them to undergo treatments the IOC now describes as medically unnecessary. Before 2016, the IOC required athletes to undergo genital surgery. In a page six document, the IOC outlined 10 principles, which is described as, quote, grounded on the respect for internationally recognized human rights that sports competitions should follow. It also said that it will no longer require athletes to undergo hormone level modifications to compete. In Tampa Bay, Metro Inclusive Health has nearly completed the organization's redistribution of operations into eight full-service locations, an expansion first detailed last year. The plans were announced in April 2023 and billed as a return to Metro's roots, designed to, quote, meet demand while addressing increased barriers to health care in underserved communities. The organization had partnered with Can Community Health in the decade prior to renovate and share a 47,000-square-foot St. Petersburg facility and a 30,000-square-foot facility in Ebor, both in which Can continued to operate from. Work on Metro's expansion started right away and continued through the end of 2023. They began offering services at the organization's renovated Central Ave location in St. Petersburg that month, formerly their retail location, Inclusivity, and their Brandon site opened in July. A North St. Petersburg location followed in October and Tampa's Seminole Heights and Fletcher Avenue sites opened in November. Metro also vacated the Ebor location that month while operations have continued in Clearwater and Newport Ritchie. Downtown St. Pete opened and Metro vacated its traditional St. Petersburg location on December 20. while their eighth site in South St. Petersburg is slated to open by February 1st. In Florida, it's that time of year again. Watermark Magazine wants to know who is the best of the best in the LGBTQIA plus community, and they are currently collecting nominations for the 2024 Wave winners. The Watermark Awards for Variety and Excellence, or the Waves as they call them, recognize the best in Central Florida and Tampa Bay's LGBTQ plus community in the areas of activism, service, entertainment, and more. In each category, they ask the community to write in who best represents the values of the LGBTQ plus community in your area. It can be any person, group, or business that falls anywhere in our alphabet soup, including allies, as long as they have demonstrated their support for the community. Nominations are open for both Central Florida and Tampa Bay area. Last year, WMNF's Big Gay Radio Show won for Favorite Local Radio Show, and show host Chris Gorman received the Favorite Local Activist Award. Nominate your favorite at watermarkonline.com forward slash waves 2024. Please remember to stay safe and treat yourself and others with kindness. This has been your good LGBTQIA plus news from the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm Joanna Grosso on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hi everyone, this is Dave Borman with your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. Tonight, dust off those balls. It's time for Pride Bowling at Dunedin Lanes. Start off the new year with a night of cosmic bowling, drink specials, and a drag show at midnight featuring Jocelyn Summers and special guest Lady Janet and Brianna Summers. Doors open at 10. Dunedin Lanes is located at 405 Patricia Avenue in Dunedin. Then on Sunday the 7th, get your team together for Found Family Collective's Tea and Trivia at the Calicia Tea Lounge. Trivia Master Andy brings some new trivia questions 
questions, and the topic is Marvel versus DC. Doors open at 3 with the game starting at 3.30. The Calicia Tea Lounge is located at 1441 East Fletcher Avenue, Suite 101 in Tampa. And finally, Job Site Theater presents Shakespeare's Twelfth Night at the Jabe Theater starting on January 17th. This is a must-see comedy and music experience, and according to Broadway World, no one rocks the bard as hard, as daring, or as relevant as Job Site and their players. Get tickets and more information at jobsitetheater.org. This has been your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. More information at tampabaygay.com. Let's talk about that garage. It could be so much more, but that old car you don't use, it's just sitting there taking up space. Make room by donating your vehicle to us. We'll have it picked up at no cost to you and proceeds support WMNF. Learn more at WMNFcar.org. Top of the morning. We are WMNF Tampa. Listen on air at 88.5 FM, online at WMNF.org, and on the free WMNF app. Now here's more of the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF Tampa.
This is the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNS. WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Gorman. I am your show twink here on the Big Gay Radio Show. I want to give a couple shout outs real quick. A couple, I guess last music break, not this one, but the other one, the one before it. Uh, the last song we had was Girl from the Gutter. That was uh, that was requested by one of our former guests, Jose Alomar. So shout out to Jose. 
I also had another um, request. My friend Charlie, he had a uh, he had done a really good karaoke rendition of Mariah Carey's "Emotions," um, but we've played that already. So I put on "Make It Happen" by Mariah Carey in his honor. So shout out to them, and I also want to st- send a special shout out to you. Thank you so much for listening to the Big Gay Radio Show. I truly appreciate everything that you do to support our show. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So thank you so much. I want to go into a little bit of an explanation real quick in terms of what we were talking about a little bit ago um, with that woman who was on the line. First off, I am joined by Brian Hinkson, Esme Russell, Shane, and Veronica. Welcome, guys. Hello. So as we were talking about earlier... Uh, a couple shows ago, we had somebody call in and accuse Esme, the beautiful Esme Russell, the beautiful Reverend Esme Russell, <laughs> of not being a real existing woman. And the reason for that is due to the fact that Esme Russell was born with XY chromosomes. And uh, this is the behavior of a turf. And if... <laughs> You don't know what a TERF is. That is a a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. And it's basically the type of people who believe that there is a finite amount of womanhood in this world that trans individuals are not able to express themselves as a way that they feel because it will somehow take away from the womanhood that they experience. And to that, I want to say that's bullcrap. There is no finite amount of womanhood. Miss Esme is not stealing anything from you. You can still walk around and doing whatever you want to do as a woman. But the unfortunate thing is, is that Esme can also do the same thing. We are in America. We have the First Amendment. Miss Esme is a 62-year-old woman. She is living, breathing, and has her own right to exist. And on that note, I want to also send a shout out to Charlie. I want, I'm want i sorry again for not going to the movies. I was going to go to the movies, but my cat decided to wake me up by throwing up on my bed this morning. So uh, again, shout out to Charlie. I, I wanted to also bring that up. And speaking of movies... Brian Hinkson and Esme Russell, you guys did a little bit of a movie excursion, didn't you? Not together, but you guys did a movie excursion. Why don't we talk about your guys' movies? We did. Uh, well, I saw more. I went out to the theater and saw more of my movies last week. Um, when I saw the movie I'm going to review tonight, I saw it actually on streaming. So um, you went out and saw... A couple movies that I've seen, Esme. Yes, and I like, and I like, and I liked them both. I did. So you go first, since. Uh... Well, I saw the color purple, mm-hmm. so I really liked it. I'm a big, big fan of the original, which was um, with Steven Spielberg. He was the one that directed the original with Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. and Oprah Winfrey was in it, and a few other people that I liked. Yeah. Um, so I love the original. This is a little bit more new, a uh, nuanced. It has a little bit more information. Than the original. The only thing I didn't like, I, I like the singing. Well, this is so. This is the musical version of it. Yeah. So I like that. I like the songs. Um, 
The only thing I didn't like about it was a, a couple of scenes got shortened. The church scene. Yeah. With God has got to tell you something. I, I thought it got shortened. And, um, and then the ending went too fast. I thought the ending in the original was better. Only because it was more dramatic and more of a tearjerker. Yeah. For and me, I, you know what I'm saying? And I can agree on the ending. And um, one thing I did say in my review of it last week was that I think the musical aspect of it lightened the subject matter. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, because... I never could have worded it exactly that way. Yeah, the, but Spiel you're right. the Spielberg movie was a little heavy. Was painful. Yeah. But the music of this made it lightened light. it up. When you find, when you see people singing, even when they're singing about something sad, yeah, it lightens the mood. Mm -hmm. So I think he's absolutely correct. I think you're absolutely right about that. It did light the the singing did lighten the, that scene. So the other uh, the, the the dramatic scenes. The other movie that I saw was Wonka, mm -hmm. which I loved. Yeah. I loved everything about it. I loved every song in Wonka except the villain song. I wasn't too thrilled with that one, but that's okay because there was a lot of music in Wonka. There was, A yeah. lot of music, just like, in, uh, just like in The Color Purple. And I loved every song. Every song was catchy and it had meaning to it. And the message behind Wonka was beautiful. It has a beautiful a story about a family. And I just loved it. I love Wonka so much that... I'm not surprised. It was number one, then it dropped to number three, and now it's back to number one again. And I know why it's back to number one, because a lot of people like me that have seen it are telling other people, go see it, and that's what's causing me to make it go back to number one again. The word of mouth. Word of mouth is me, yeah, because it's, God, it really is beautiful. Yeah. And it's a feel-good movie. It's not dark like the original, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And Timothy Shamala, he's really, I was really surprised at how good he sings. And that's uh, when I saw, well, I saw that movie uh, opening weekend and um, it was, uh, uh, I was very impressed by it. I was like, this is going to be a, this is going to be another one of those classics. Yeah, it's yeah. a very good, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's really good. Uh, so, so let's talk about the movie you saw. The so now uh, I saw the movie Saltburn. Now the, the weird thing with Saltburn is that Saltburn came out, I believe, in September, um, and I meant to see it in the theaters, but of course I was in school, um, and it it lasted into the theaters um, for a while, and now it's on streaming. It's on Amazon, so that's exactly where I saw it. But I did look on AMC's app, and I saw that it's still playing in the theaters. Actually, it's playing on uh, at Veterans. So um, when I saw it, I had heard so much about it, and I was very enamored with uh, Emerald Fennell. She's the uh, um, she's the director of this movie. She did Promising Young Woman. She's done uh, a whole bunch of other films, but um, it's still kind of hard to grasp me the plot. So I'm just going to read you what IMDb says. <laughs> Uh, a student at Oxford University finds himself drawn into the world of charming and aristocratic classmate who invites him to his eccentric family's sprawling estate for a summer never to be forgotten. So, yeah, he's enamored with a classmate. Uh, the classmate invites him to his household, and a lot of things happen. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, sexual Sexual. Things? Um, uh, a lot of drama, a lot of uh, parking, um, and 
Yeah, and uh, you called it, uh, even though you haven't seen it yet, Esme, you called yeah, it a the, vampire Yeah, well, the director movie. himself says that it's a... Uh, it's a it's a energy vampire type movie where he's yeah. not they're not literal vampires, but it's it's a it's a movie about someone that becomes very obsessed and kind of mooches and kind of mooches in on the per- yeah. yes and, and overwhelms yeah that kind of a situation and there's so, a twist in this movie and when you see that twist you're gonna be like oh damn oh wow I just oh. love movies like that yeah and um, yeah. yeah and very very well sexual. it's getting a lot of attention all yeah. of a sudden mm-hmm. it is and and now and like you said Emerald Fennell the, the director she is very yeah. ooh yeah she's a good movie see Promising Young Woman just to see an example of yeah. it but yeah I, I, I liked it um, well I, I, since it's playing at the theater I think I'm gonna go catch it at the theater next week probably for a limited time because it's been out since September yeah. alright so super yeah. quick out of 10 Brian, what's your movie? Uh, Saltburn, um, I, I would give it an eight. As a solid eight. I, I didn't see Saltburn yet. So well, no, uh, your two movies. Oh, my two movies. Wonka, I would definitely give it a nine. Yeah, and then the other one? And, um, and the color purple, I'm going to say I'll, I'll give it a seven. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's go into a little bit of a music break. And then we'll talk a little bit more with Shane and Veronica. This is The Art of Starting Over by Demi Lovato right here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa, the big gay radio show.
Get social with us. Like us on Facebook. Just search for The Big Gay Radio Show.
I'm Joanna Grosso, and this is your LGBTQIA plus news from around the country and right here in Tampa Bay. In Iowa, a federal judge temporarily blocked key parts of an Iowa law on December 29th that bans some books from school libraries and forbids teachers from raising LGBTQ plus issues. Judge Stephen Locker's preliminary injunction holds enforcement of the law, which was set to take effect on January 1st, but already had resulted in the removal of hundreds of books from the Iowa schools. The law, which the Republican-led legislator and GOP governor Kim Reynolds approved early in 2023, bans books from depicting sex acts from school libraries and classrooms and forbids teachers from raising gender identity and sexual orientation issues with students through the sixth grade. Locker blocked enforcement of those two provisions. The judge said that the ban of the books is, quote, incredibly broad and has resulted in the removal of history volumes, classics, award-winning novels, and, quote, even books designed to help students and avoid being victimized by sexual assault. He said that part of the law is unlikely to satisfy the Constitution's requirements for free speech. Iowa's measure is part of a wave of similar legislations across the country. Typically backed by Republican lawmakers, the laws seek to prohibit discussion of gender and sexual orientation issues, ban treatments such as puberty blockers for transgender children, and restrict the use of restrooms in schools. Many have prompted court challenges. In Ohio, Republican Ohio Governor Mike DeWine vetoed a measure December 29th that would have banned gender-affirming care for minors, casting the action out of step with many of his own party as thoughtful, limited, and pro-life. He simultaneously announced plans to move to administratively ban transgender surgeries until a person is 18 and to position the state to better regulate and track gender-affirming treatments in both children and adults. At a news conference, DeWine said that he hoped the hybrid approach could win the support of the legislative Republicans, who immediately signal that they're considering a veto override as well as serve as a national model to states as gender-affirming care restrictions enacted across the country in recent years face lawsuits. The vetoed bill also would have banned transgender athletes' participation in girls' and women's sports. In Miami, Miami police have arrested two men in the brutal beating of a group of queer women in the city's Wynwood neighborhood. NBC News South Florida affiliate WTVJ6 reported that investigators arrested 33-year-old George Giovanni Estevez and Decan Fernandez, 25, on December 20. A police spokesperson told local media outlets that both men faced multiple felony charges with the hate crime enhancements. One of the victims said that Estevez was one of the men who punched her, adding that Fernandez was the man who punched her, making her lose consciousness and punched her friend, causing her to fall and hit her head, causing a concussion and a cut to her forehead that needed stitches, NBC6 Miami reported. According to the arrest report, the incident happened just after 3.30 a.m. on November 26th outside of 38th Northwest 24th Street. The incident was partially caught on a bystander's cell phone video released on social media after the attack. Please remember to stay safe and treat yourself and others with kindness. This has been your LGBTQIA plus news for the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm Joanna Grossa with 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hey everyone, this is Dave Borman with your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. Tonight, dust off those balls. It's time for Pride Bowling at Dunedin Lanes. Start off the new year with a night of cosmic bowling, drink specials, and a drag show at midnight featuring Jocelyn Summers and special guests Lady Janet and Brianna Summers. Doors open at 10, Dunedin Lanes is located at 405 Patricia Avenue in Dunedin. Then on Sunday the 7th, get your team together for Found Family Collective's Tea and Trivia at the Calicia Tea Lounge. Trivia Master Andy brings some new trivia questions and the topic is Marvel vs. DC. Doors open at 3 with the game starting at 3.30. The Calicia Tea Lounge is located at 1441 East Fletcher Avenue, Suite 101 in Tampa. And finally, Job Site Theater presents Shakespeare's Twelfth Night at the Jabe Theater starting on January 17th. This is a must-see comedy and music experience, and according to Broadway World, no one rocks the bard as hard, as daring, or as relevant as Job Site and their players. Get tickets and more information at jobsitetheater.org. 
This has been your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. More information at tampabaygay.com. The car you're not using anymore? It's seen a lot of sunsets. Give it a new life and help WMNF by donating it. WMNF accepts all types of vehicles, including cars, trucks, boats, and more. It's easy, and it could mean hundreds of dollars in support for WMNF. Learn more at WMNFcar.org. This is the Big Gay Radio Show, only on 88.5 WMNF.
Hey, this is Latrice Royale from RuPaul's Drag Race, and you're listening to the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF. <laughs> Thought I think I'd rather check up on my friends instead A couple messages I kept unread I go to type, but instead I left them unread Why is it the things always left unsaid that speak volumes? Thinking I should call you Tell you about the place that I fell to But what if you fall too? I know you all too well You attached to my emotions Don't wanna burden you, I guess I'll hold this I'll figure it all out when I'm at my lowest But if I'm being honest, I hope you know this Of the people I dealt with Thinking that I need to be the person that they want me to be Cause being me is probably just selfish, right? They tell me write a song about the way that I'm feeling But this writer's block got me in the way of my healing Self-doubt like a hundred pounds Always hold me down, can't break through the ceiling But I'd rather try and fail than never try at all And I'd rather climb the hill than never climb at all I'd rather love and lose than not ever love Ain't about falling down, it's about getting up You asked me how I'm doing and I said I'm feeling fine I know you don't believe me cause you ask a second time I still double down and tell you everything's alright Don't you worry, I just need to get outside, clear my mind The moment that I leave, you'll be texting me, checking me Always want the best for me, my ride or die If you ain't giving up on me, then why should I? I went back inside, looked you in the eyes and I told you WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Gorman. I am your show twink here on the Big Gay Radio Show. That was Hopeless by Connor Price. I'm joined by the beautiful Esme Russell and Brian Hankson. Good morning. How are y'all doing today? Buenos dias. Buenos dias. <laughs> Hola. And we're also joined by two special guests, Shane McCabe and Veronica Fox. Good morning. Oh. Oh. Now you can. Now you're good. Hey. <laughs> good, morning. good morning, guys. Welcome to the show. I hope y'all are having a fantastic time. So before the show, um, we got a uh, notification that the 
Epstein files have been released. So I am a little bit questioning on why it is such a, a big deal because I was seeing a lot of people on TikTok who are like, this is going to change everything. And in reality, if you didn't know that Donald Trump and Bill Clinton were pervs, <laughs> then I really question your judgment of character yeah. in general. I mean, we're talking about the same guy who's talked about grabbing people by the... Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just... Esme, you, you might have a little bit of a, a more information about this um, than I do. I haven't really been following the trial too much, so maybe I'm missing something. So the trial basically is, well, the, the woman that uh, was um, the socialite that was his, um, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's right-hand man, white-hand woman, right? Mm. Her name was Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm. So she's yeah. serving a prison sentence right now. Um, I think it's 20 years. Um, yeah. And she's serving, um, she's serving a prison sentence for um, sex trafficking and various other things. She was like the one that would set him up. Right. Get mm. the young girls and bring them to the island. So the reason that they needed to release this uh, these documents is because, you know, these girls weren't sleeping with themselves. Yeah. Somebody right. was sleeping with them. Mm -hmm. So who is on these planes and why are they going to the island? So the, some of the names that are being released right now is Michael Jackson, David Copperfield, Prince Andrew, Donald Trump, obviously is all over the... Yeah. And there's plenty of photos with Donald Trump uh, with young girls, 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds. But is this any new information, though? So like, it's is... not a, yeah, um, it's not new information. It's just... Now it's just confirmation. Now we're seeing it in writing. You know, the documentation is there. We're seeing it in writing. I still don't understand why this is such so a big deal. It's a big deal because... Um, and, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not... Accuser, I, I, the girl, I do think that it is girl, a big deal to the victims the girl, and everything. The victims that accuse us, particularly one victim that I don't know her name offhand, she had mentioned several names. And one of the names that she continually uh, mentioned was Prince Andrew, that he... You know, and yeah. he was the you know prince in England, so it's a big deal, you know, right, that right. she was having sex with this man when she was sixteen and seventeen years old. We're talking about this island was full of minors, right, not full yeah. of adult women. And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not condoning no. that in any of the yeah. slightest way. So what it's a big, so it's a big deal that these it men is were, it is yeah. a big deal that they yeah. are being held accountable. Yeah. What I don't really understand is why. Does it matter that, like, it, it's the flight logs were released a while ago, and a lot of the names that are on there they were redacted. Are, now they're they're being unredacted. So those okay. names, those names were covered up. Like we didn't know Michael Jackson went to that island. I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, David Copperfield, the magician. I didn't mm -hmm. know that he visited. But there's many, many more names that are going to be released in the next 24 to 48 hours. But I just because they were on the island doesn't mean that they were necessarily fornicating no, with the minors. No. And, like, uh, he the, was the, doing the business. Tall, the, the big tall model, the famous black model, um, the one that always gets in fights. She's she's mm. on there, too. I can't think of her name. I can't think of Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell. Mm. She's okay. on there. So mm. it's men and women that have traveled on, the, on those planes to the island. Here's the thing. Um, it's not saying they've done anything wrong, but... 
You know, my mother used to say, Dígame con quien anda y te diré quien eres. I know the Latinos that are listening are probably laughing because oh. every Latino's <laughs> heard that saying. So I'll translate it in English. Tell me who you're hanging around with and I'll tell you who you are. Mm, very true. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're so, right. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's just not a good look. You know, uh, as far as Trump is concerned, I mean, my God, he's been indicted in four jurisdictions, 91 criminal, criminal charges. He's yeah. out on bail in four, four different jurisdictions. So it really can't get any worse for him. I mean, this, you know, right, what, right. that he hung yeah. out with pedophiles. I mean, yeah. it's just not that. I mean, oh. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It just deal. seems like it's you something know. that would be obvious. And the people that support yeah. him don't care. I, and, and, and I don't. Um. Maybe it's because nothing surprises me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be because I'm just so numb to the fact that. And we have to say allegedly because we don't e even though their names are on these logs, we don't know what they did when they got That's to That's what the I was saying. Correct. Like you, so, uh, it correct. just seems like it's a very big but, witch hunt, essentially. And I don't like well, using that term because the, Trump uses it. The young girl mentioned several names of men that she had been raped. What I, I wouldn't say but is rape, it gonna but like, that, she, that she had sex with. Are charges so going to come so, from it? So these logs are confirming what she said. It's also putting a light on the woman that is currently serving a prison sentence. She's serving a very lengthy prison sentence. And the men who partook in these activities are walking around free. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's, there's hypocrisy in that. So it's a bad look. Yeah. So who knows what's going to come out of this? Who knows if some prosecutor is going to start combing over this and say, well, you know, we can start uh, pulling people in and questioning them and investigating. Well, Maybe I feel like and if they were a prosecutor, then yeah. I would feel like they would have that information, though. They would have the unredacted information. They would have the evidence already in front of them. The information they, that was released yeah. is only what we what is public. Yeah, yeah, that, well, well, the we evidence right now, is still well, seen well, we by now others. Flight logs and yeah. I guess people that showed up at that island. And I see why that's a bad look because like you have this woman who's serving time yeah. and you have these wealthy men yeah. who are not serving and time. She know, and, mm -hmm. she so, and she was bringing these girls to these men. Well, yeah. and, she real was quick, one, and she wanted the names released. Let's ask our guests their opinions because we've kind of ignored them this entire time. So Shane, what, where's your head on this? So I, I'm agreeing with Brian who's saying that this, you know, um, Ghislaine Maxwell, right? Or Maxwell? Yeah, Ghislaine yeah. Maxwell. Yeah. I remember watching this documentary years ago when the first stories came out about Jeffrey Epstein and um, the people that were involved with him and his South Florida homes and this island. And um, I, I have to agree that this woman, she was essentially like the curator, not that she has you know no fault in this, but she was like the museum curator for Jeffrey Epstein. She was bringing these as he would call them, you know, his masseuses and different things that he would have come into his home and um, to this island, the same thing, and giving these girls trips and offering them different things that um, they wouldn't be able to get from wherever they were from. And then getting them there and then whatever happened, happened. It's a, you're right, it's alleged. We don't really know yet, but um, now this woman's serving time and the guys are out and they're hanging mm. out, you know, and they're running for president. I hope that... Yeah. Um, more evidence is shown as opposed to because it just seems like it seems like there's a lot less 
evidence than what would be usually given in this sort of instance. Yeah. If that makes sense. It seems like if there were video footage or yeah, yeah. some sort of just a nail in the coffin, yeah. I think that I would be convinced Sally, a little bit more. Sally, the victims, too, aren't being believed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is even the young girl, when she said that, you know, Prince you know Prince uh, Andrew mm. had slept with her over and over um, or on several occasions... She wasn't initially believed, but now obviously the flight logs prove that that is yeah. fact. And, and as you say, the logs are a step closer to proof. Are, it's a are, step closer. They are a step closer, and maybe there's more to come. You know yeah. what I'm I saying? I hope that there is more to come, there at least for come. the closure of the yeah. victims, because I feel as though there needs to be something. And more. even just Lane, I think that she is obviously guilty. Oh yeah, I'm not very saying guilty. that, but yeah. very guilty. Um, she was but she a, shouldn't she, be the only one punished for this. Correct. correct. That's correct. what I was going to say. Correct, Amundo. She was setting these young underage girls, uh, many of them barely 15 and 16 years old, um, with these men. And um, they're walking around free. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is a step more. Their names now... You know, maybe this will open up an investigation. More will be questioned now. Yeah. Because the, the names were redacted for, I guess, to protect the... Listen, names are redacted in an investigation like this after it's over to protect the guilty. Because mm -hmm. she's already serving time. So who are we protecting now? Not her. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the prosecutor was the one that said, we need we need all the names released. We need everybody, we need to lay the cards out on the table so people can know who's involved, who went to that island, who was on those flights. Right, and well, some, of them, some of them say they only went for dinner. Or some business of them say, or along those lines, know. yeah. Veronica, what is your opinion on this before we go into a music break? I just keep thinking that for some reason, the woman is taking the blame for the whole thing. Like everyone has said, she's not... Uh, she's not innocent. No. But the gentlemen are walking free. They're walking yeah. free like always. Yeah. You know? The Johns, mm -hmm. the, the, if you want to call them that. The Johns are walking the Johns, free. Yes. In, in my mind, I'm like, there's some sort of contractual and agreement I do, that and she I do had believe, to take the fall for everything. And I do believe that everybody that went there wasn't guilty of something. I yeah. think there was a lot of, you know. There was a lot. There were a lot of business dealings. Correct. He was a very correct. wealthy man with a lot a of very, irons correct. and a lot of fires. So that's I mean, what, we can't, like, kill every single person who associated with Jeffrey Dahmer. Correct. Like, we, we correct. can't uh, target somebody just because of the actions of another person. So that's where a prosecutor would have to start digging. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think we are, again, what we said earlier, I think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Correct. You know. Correct. Well, let's go into a little bit of music. This is Brick England by the Pet Shop Boys right here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa, the big gay radio show. Of the ground, out of the ground, out of the ground. 
Instagram. Follow Big Gay Radio Show.
We're on Instagram. Follow Big Gay Radio Show. Tampa Bay. This is Joanna Grosso from the Big Gay Radio Show. And an effort to promote good mental health here is your good LGBTQIA plus news from around the country and right here in Tampa Bay. In sports news, the International Olympic Committee announced a new framework for transgender and intersex athletes Tuesday, dropping controversial policies that required competing athletes to undergo, quote, medically unnecessary procedures or treatments. The new framework was not legally binding and was developed following a, quote, extensive consultation with athletes, other sports organizations, and experts in the field of human rights, law, and medicine, the IOC said. It comes just three months after the Tokyo Olympics, which saw the first transgender and intersex athletes compete in the game's history. Tuesday's framework replaces the guidelines for the IOC released in 2015, which put a limit on the athletes' testosterone levels that required some of them to undergo treatments the IOC now describes as medically unnecessary. Before 2016, the IOC required athletes to undergo genital surgery. In a page six document, the IOC outlined 10 principles, which is described as, quote, grounded on the respect for internationally recognized human rights that sports competitions should follow. It also said that it will no longer require athletes to undergo hormone level modifications to compete. In Tampa Bay, Metro Inclusive Health has nearly completed the organization's redistribution of operations into eight full-service locations, an expansion first detailed last year. The plans were announced in April 2023 and billed as a return to Metro's roots, designed to, quote, meet demand while addressing increased barriers to health care in underserved communities. The organization had partnered with Can Community Health in the decade prior to renovate and share a 47,000-square-foot St. Petersburg facility and a 30,000-square-foot facility in Ebor, both in which Can continued to operate from. Work on Metro's expansion started right away and continued through the end of 2023. They began offering services at the organization's renovated Central Ave location in St. Petersburg that month, formerly their retail location, Inclusivity, and their Brandon site opened in July. A North St. Petersburg location followed in October and Tampa's Seminole Heights and Fletcher Avenue sites opened in November. Metro also vacated the Ebor location that month while operations have continued in Clearwater and Newport Ritchie. Downtown St. Pete opened and Metro vacated its traditional St. Petersburg location on December 20. while their eighth site in South St. Petersburg is slated to open by February 1st. In Florida, it's that time of year again. Watermark Magazine wants to know who is the best of the best in the LGBTQIA plus community, and they are currently collecting nominations for the 2024 Wave winners. The Watermark Awards for Variety and Excellence, or the Waves as they call them, recognize the best in Central Florida and Tampa Bay's LGBTQ plus community in the areas of activism, service, entertainment, and more. In each category, they ask the community to write in who best represents the values of the LGBTQ plus community in your area. It can be any person, group, or business that falls anywhere in our alphabet soup, including allies, as long as they have demonstrated their support for the community. Nominations are open for both Central Florida and Tampa Bay area. Last year, WMNF's Big Gay Radio Show won for Favorite Local Radio Show, and show host Chris Gorman received the Favorite Local Activist Award. Nominate your favorite at watermarkonline.com forward slash waves 2024. Please remember to stay safe and treat yourself and others with kindness. This has been your good LGBTQIA plus news from the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm Joanna Grosso on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hi everyone, this is Dave Borman with your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar.
Tonight, dust off those balls. It's time for Pride Bowling at Dunedin Lanes. Start off the new year with a night of cosmic bowling, drink specials, and a drag show at midnight featuring Jocelyn Summers and special guests Lady Janet and Brianna Summers. Doors open at 10. Dunedin Lanes is located at 405 Patricia Avenue in Dunedin. Then on Sunday the 7th, get your team together for Found Family Collective's Tea and Trivia at the Calicia Tea Lounge. Trivia Master Andy brings some new trivia questions, and the topic is Marvel vs. DC. Doors open at 3 with the game starting at 3.30. The Calicia Tea Lounge is located at 1441 East Fletcher Avenue, Suite 101 in Tampa. And finally, Job Site Theater presents Shakespeare's Twelfth Night at the Jabe Theater starting on January 17th. This is a must-see comedy and music experience, and according to Broadway World, no one rocks the bard as hard, as daring, or as relevant as Job Site and their players. Get tickets and more information at jobsitetheater.org. This has been your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. More information at tampabaygay.com. You can help WMNF now and into the future by donating gifts of stock, real estate, retirement assets, or a life insurance policy. It's easy to leave a legacy of love. Just call Ian at 813-238-8001 or go to WMNF.org slash planned giving to get started today. You're listening to the only LGBTQ radio show in Tampa Bay. The Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF. Sometimes you gotta let go, 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 go. Sometimes you gotta let go, 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 go. This is a song about my favorite kind of wine. Sometimes you gotta let go, 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 go. It's just like you. Sometimes you gotta let go.
to me And every time you're close to me It makes me kind of lose my mind There's not a worry in the world When I'm rolling with your girl And I always seem to float on by And every time you dance in front of me I feel dizzy like tequila running through my brain The only thing I feel in life Is if you're with me every day I'll be intoxicated in my WMNF Tampa. Listen on air at 88.5 FM, online at WMNF.org, and on the free WMNF app. Now here's more of the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Oh, the living ain't easy. Oh, believe me. I ain't saying that the living is hard. Oh, you know the loving and the living is free. I just got to say Rock me like the ocean Rock just like the ocean Slow and sweet Rock me like the ocean Whoa You got the rhythm of the loving I need She got the kind of moves That stir up all of that local commotion Cruise me down into a mellow mood Fire me up like a steam locomotion Look at how hard we're living All we really got is the time we're giving And time will be forgiven Oh, rock me like the ocean
WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Gorman. I'm your show twink here on the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm learning that Miss Esme doesn't know what Minecraft is, which well, is just mind-blowing I, I, to me. I've heard it, well, but I just didn't know what the game was actually. Yeah, about. I was going to say... I don't play video games, but I know what Warcraft is. Warcraft I am... Yeah. I'm beside... Do you know Webkins? No. Mm. No, you I don't, don't know Webkins? Really. I don't play any video games. Well, it's not play. So Webkins was a video game. Where, so they had these stuffed animals that were all I don't over play the grocery. Video games. It's not. You don't need to play it to see something that's in a store, Miss Esme. <laughs> like when when you go into the middle of a of a of a of a store and the entire wall is Webkins or a specific brand, you you don't recognize that. Yeah, I'm not into those. I don't Girl. know what that is. Esme said, "I don't I, play games. I am the game." You yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you go and you look at it in Minecraft. I already don't like it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, just by the description of it, I wouldn't be interested in it. Well, yeah. y'all are yeah. y'all are um, not the target audience. Uh, and that's okay. <laughs> I I do like um, like all the Star Trek games, and I do like the uh, I like Warcraft. No, I know you're very sci-fi. You, yeah, you love like the, all that sci-fi stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do definitely like the sci-fi stuff a lot. See, this is why um, I don't come on here and do game reviews because neither of you really give two dangs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I haven't had an Xbox since I moved to Florida in 06. That's a shame. I just got, um, Sean just got his second PlayStation 5, and I second. I love it. Shane just got Christ. a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. Yeah, I, just, I just got my first gaming console probably in 20 years. I yeah. love the PlayStation 5. The way that they made it is just, it's very, very sleek. I like it. Anyways, we're also joined... By Shane McCabe and Veronica Fox. Welcome, Hello. welcome, guys. Thank, thank you, thank you. you. So you guys have a podcast. It's all his, actually. I just I just wear the merch and look really cute in it. You know? So he has a podcast. Shane, yes. you have a podcast. I do. What do you talk about on your podcast? What is the podcast about? So I started the podcast a year ago. I said... Um, 
I don't like to do resolutions. I like to make goals. So I set a goal for myself. If it's not one goal, it's 10 goals, but it's, I try and do um, something for myself after the first of the year. And I'm not one of those people actually tonight on the way here, Esme and I were, we were all talking about it in the car, how people say, I'm going to start dieting on Monday. And it's like, well, why? Just start today. Just start dieting, you know? Yeah, don't worry you went until Monday. Yeah, so for me, though, it's like I wanted to, I, I like to set a goal for the entire year. So from start to finish, that's something, it's not a resolution. It's not something I could say, like, you know, I hope this happens or I'm going to try my hardest. If I'm going to set like a benchmark, that's going to be my goal. So a year ago, I said I'm starting a podcast and I released my first episode with Esme Russell. We talk a lot about Esme Russell tonight, even though she's sitting right here, but she married us and then she was my first guest on the podcast. Um, and basically I've taken all of the people in my life that I've worked with on a professional level, I had <coughs> the pleasure of being around personally, um, people I've grown up with, people that have taught me or mentored me or some in some way, shape or form, and interviewed them and got their entire story of how they got from point A to point B, and it's called Necessary Pursuit. So what is their pursuit of their life, their career, how they got around, where they've been, where they've come from, where they're going? And Esme and I talked for about, I don't know, 90 minutes. It was a pretty lengthy um, interview. And the amount of people that it reached out to me after the fact, I have so many screenshots of texts and people saying, next time I'm in Florida, I can't wait to meet Esme. Or next time I'm in Florida, I can't wait to just, you know, see her and, and come to one of her shows or maybe go for coffee with her. And just inspirational messages about the interview. And not many people know that much information about you, Esme. You know, we know you as the entertainer. We see you down here and all over the place and we hear you on the radio and we see your social media, but not a lot of people have known what we were able to discuss in 90 minutes on a, on a, on a personal level for you an interview. You humanized it. You humanize it. You know, everybody no. sees Esme and we record it in a friend's house in a studio and he's known Esme his whole life and grew up watching her at Renee's and different places around Tampa and performing in drag. But to see her in his studio and recording and listening to her life story I'm, I've only lived here for seven years and I've only known you for a couple of years, but getting that story out there and letting people hear it, it's, it's an inspirational journey, I, in my opinion. And I think it's a story that needs to be heard. And like I said, the messages and the out, the pouring of the people saying, Hey, this, that, this, this story was such a great one to listen to what's going to be next. And then, you know, I've spoken to a lot of different people in the first season and we start recording season two in the next two weeks. Um, first season is all women, women that I've worked with inspired me, people that I've worked with that have pushed me to go further in my career, my personal life to get from one point to the next in my pursuit, whether it be in, um, work or, um, anything really just my whole, my whole just in life, life in journey. Yeah. yeah. My journey. And, uh, season two, I start recording, like I said, in the next two weeks. And, uh, it's with all the men in my life that I've talked to, worked with personal, professional, could have been a neighbor, could have been a professor. And I have some, I have a former professor that I'm going to speak with. I have some, um, entertainers. I have some other people in this community that I'm going to speak with artists of many different, you know, genres. Um, but Esme, what did you take from that? What could just, have you ever spoken to anybody like that when you, we did that interview? I know you have had radio shows in the past and you've told your story, but to sit down and have it like personalized like that. Yeah, it was kind of raw. It was very raw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And we also yeah. did some videography with it that like day. It. So yeah, it really kinda, personalized. Yeah, it. I really did. Yeah, it was, it was good. 
Yeah, because yeah. I've always said that we sometimes, and I know this from trans people, but this is anybody, just, not just trans people, gay people, whoever. You know, you sometimes you hate people that you don't know. You just hate them because you've been raised a certain way or because religion has taught you something. Mm, or and you've heard something what, about them. Or you've heard something. And then you get to know them as a person and then you go, well, this person is a lot like me or they're they're a human being. You can, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, I, a human, that, uh, an interview like that mm-hmm. humanizes a person. It's easy to make yeah. generalizations about people when yeah. you haven't actually had conversations, don't understand their point of view or yeah. where they've come from. So I'm I'm really grateful that you have started that yeah. podcast. Or what happened to them. It's exactly, yeah. it's extremely important to talk about the various different stories that we have because Miss Esme, and I hate to bring up your age again, and I'm not going to say it, but you are an older, beautiful queen. There's not many of you left that are older and beautiful, and your story needs to be told. And I really hope that one day you reach out to somebody who can write a story and write a memoir about your life, and you know you can um, basically have a biography or something because yeah. you do have such an, a powerful and impactful story. So I'm really grateful that you chose Esme as your first guest because she is truly an inspiration to every individual who she meets because she is such a, a kind individual who has such a history behind her. She's You're born and raised here. Yeah, born and raised. That's crazy. Born in Ebor. Born yeah. in Ebor, like... At a place that turned into a gay resort. <laughs> like, yeah. who else has... What other drag queen has the story of being born in a cigar town that in a place that turned into a gay resort? Yeah, my, yeah. my parents actually met one block over from where I'm working right now. Right. So my parents... You, you, and- you, the hotel yeah. that used to be yeah. La Novedades restaurant. My parents met there in the 1950s. Yeah, and so that, it's kind of crazy how I, my whole my whole childhood is right there in that block. In and that, that block, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna add. Not only does everybody's story need to be told, but it seems like you guys um, inspire. Because when someone's story is told and someone can relate to that, and then you're trying to grow personally and professionally, you're inspiring others to grow. Like, my myself, uh, I am inspiring to grow in the field of graphic design. Um, one of my coworkers um, from another state uh, said that I should listen to um, this this certain podcasts and they do graphic design. I have never felt so inspired in my life after doing that. And I know that with the stories and interviews and uh, everything that you're telling, you're inspiring other people to grow personally and professionally um, in themselves and their careers. So I I applaud that. Anything that can convey that, I applaud that. So. So my question to you guys before we go into a music break is how would you find your podcast? So we're on, um, I'm on Apple and um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's also NecessaryPursuit.com. You could email me, Shane, at NecessaryPursuit.com for any questions or inquiries. Um, getting my merch out there. I've got a nice hoodie on here tonight. Nice. Um, but yeah, Thank so you. Necessary Pursuit is the um, Instagram, Facebook. All the fun things. All the good stuff. Awesome. Um, yeah. That's great. So 
Um, speaking of Apple Podcasts and Spotify, I want to give a special shout out to our amazing news anchor, Joanna. If you haven't been to the WMNF website and checked out the Big Gay um, webpage, I added Joanna on there. So Joanna's beautiful face and her bio is sitting among the, the greats uh, in this room, Miss mm-hmm. Esme and I'm Brian. I'm so glad you added her on because she's just a cutie patootie, by the she's way. She's amazing. Yeah. She really is a cutie patootie. And also on that website are the links to our Spotify and Apple podcast. So if you have missed any episode over the last year of the Big Gay Radio Show, it is all on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So make sure to go ahead and check out the WMNF.org website for that. Let's go into a little bit of music break. This is Roulette by Katy Perry right here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa, the big gay radio show. Oh 
social with us. Like us on Facebook. Just search for The Big Gay Radio Show. LGBTQIA plus news from around the country and right here in Tampa Bay. In Iowa, a federal judge temporarily blocked key parts of an Iowa law on December 29th that bans some books from school libraries and forbids teachers from raising LGBTQ plus issues. Judge Stephen Locker's preliminary injunction halts enforcement of the law, which was set to take effect on January 1st, but already had resulted in the removal of hundreds of books from the Iowa schools. The law, which the Republican-led legislator and GOP governor Kim Reynolds approved early in 2023, bans books from depicting sex acts from school libraries and classrooms and forbids teachers from raising gender identity and sexual orientation issues with students through the sixth grade. Locker blocked enforcement of those two provisions. The judge said that the ban of the books is, quote, incredibly broad and has resulted in the removal of history volumes, classics, award-winning novels, and, quote, even books designed to help students and avoid being victimized by sexual assault. He said that part of the law is unlikely to satisfy the Constitution's requirements for free speech. Iowa's measure is part of a wave of similar legislations across the country. Typically backed by Republican lawmakers, the laws seek to prohibit discussion of gender and sexual orientation issues, ban treatments such as puberty blockers for transgender children, and restrict the use of restrooms in schools. Many have prompted 
COVID court challenges. In Ohio, Republican Ohio Governor Mike DeWine vetoed a measure December 29th that would have banned gender-affirming care for minors, casting the action out of step with many of his own party as thoughtful, limited, and pro-life. He simultaneously announced plans to move to administratively ban transgender surgeries until a person is 18 and to position the state to better regulate and track gender-affirming treatments in both children and adults. At a news conference, DeWine said that he hoped the hybrid approach could win the support of the legislative Republicans, who immediately signaled that they're considering a veto override as well as serve as a national model to states as gender-affirming care restrictions enacted across the country in recent years face lawsuits. The vetoed bill also would have banned transgender athletes' participation in girls' and women's sports. In Miami, Miami police have arrested two men in the brutal beating of a group of queer women in the city's Wynwood neighborhood. NBC News South Florida affiliate WTVJ6 reported that investigators arrested 33-year-old George Giovanni Estevez and Decan Fernandez, 25, on December 27th. A police spokesperson told local media outlets that both men faced multiple felony charges with the hate crime enhancements. One of the victims said that Estevez was one of the men who punched her, adding that Fernandez was the man who punched her, making her lose consciousness and punched her friend, causing her to fall in her head, causing a concussion and a cut to her forehead that needed stitches, NBC6 Miami reported. According to the arrest report, the incident happened just after 3.30 a.m. on November 26th outside of 38th Northwest 24th Street. The incident was partially caught on a bystander's cell phone video released on social media after the attack. Please remember to stay safe and treat yourself and others with kindness. This has been your LGBTQIA plus news for the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm Joanna Grossa with 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hey everyone, this is Dave Borman with your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. Tonight, dust off those balls. It's time for Pride Bowling at Dunedin Lanes. Start off the new year with a night of cosmic bowling, drink specials, and a drag show at midnight featuring Jocelyn Summers and special guests Lady Janet and Brianna Summers. Doors open at 10. Dunedin Lanes is located at 405 Patricia Avenue in Dunedin. Then on Sunday the 7th, get your team together for Found Family Collective's Tea and Trivia at the Calicia Tea Lounge. Trivia Master Andy brings some new trivia questions and the topic is Marvel vs. DC. Doors open at 3 with the game starting at 3.30. The Calicia Tea Lounge is located at 1441 East Fletcher Avenue, Suite 101 in Tampa. And finally, Job Site Theater presents Shakespeare's Twelfth Night at the Jabe Theater starting on January 17th. This is a must-see comedy and music experience, and according to Broadway World, no one rocks the bard as hard, as daring, or as relevant as Job Site and their players. Get tickets and more information at jobsitetheater.org. This has been your Tampa Bay Gay community calendar. More information at tampabaygay.com. Wow, now that's a big RV. But when's the last time you used it? Just imagine all the room you'll gain when you move that motorhome, RV, or other vehicle getting in the way. WMNF accepts cars, trucks, RVs, and more as a form of support. Plus, donating is easy and the pickup is free. Go to WMNFcar.org for more. This is the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF. Yeah. 
isn't just one day a year. That's why we're celebrating all year long. This is the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF Tampa Bay. Good again. 
88.5 WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Gorman. I'm your show twink here on the Big Gay Radio Show. That was crazy by Madonna. I'm joined by Miss Esme Russell and Brian Hinkson. Yes. Yeah. Hello. And we are also joined by Shane and Veronica. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so I just want to give a special shout out to somebody who let us on their show. Shout out to Mike Olivero and Dizzy for allowing us to go on to the Myco radio show on 102.5 The Bone to talk about the Big Gay Radio Show and WMNF. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Brian, you had fun, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a, a good time. We talked a lot about the show and uh, a lot about, you know, uh, just our community in general. Yeah, and gays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And honestly, um, it's a moment that really like touched me and uh, taught me stuff about Mike that I didn't really know previously. I didn't know that um, his cousin John um, was. Yeah. I, I didn't know his story with um, with him unfortunately contracting HIV and and him not accepting him as an LGBTQ individual, um, and then. As he was about to die, he ex- accepted him and, and apologized. And so it, it's really um, heartwarming to hear the story of an ally like yeah. Mike Olivero. I hear, I hear Drew wants to have us on his show. Is that true? Drew Garabo, yes, wants yes. To, to have us jump on there once, oh, once yeah. in a while. I will, do, I will definitely yeah. do it because I like Drew a lot. Yeah. Keep a look out for that because, yeah, he... Well, as soon as he makes the decision, you let him know I'll be I'll be there. Of course. Sweet. Just check out the Big Gay Facebook page and you'll have all the information that's at the Big Gay Radio Show. Oh, indeed. Mr. Brian, you have a topic for us. Yeah, I'm going to, um, since uh, 2023 is out in the rearview mirror... I wanted to look ahead uh, with uh, movies again about what's most anticipated. So I have a list of the most anticipated movies month by month. And it's not every movie, it's just the notable ones. So I'm not going to go into great detail. So without further ado, I'm going to start with January. Later this month, um, three interesting movies come out. So we have Mean Girls the Musical. I thought it came out already. Nope. It comes out j- January 12th. Oh. So, so it comes out in about another week or so. Eight so, days. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's, I think it's a reboot or, yeah, yeah, but it's a musical. But since it's 2004 run, uh, it's become a stage musical play and now they're redoing, uh, they're 
making the musical out of what was the stage play. It's kind of like the color purple. I saw yeah. the the so, stage play the when uh, yeah, I saw the musical when they uh, yeah. came to the Stras. It was it was so good. It was so good. Definitely, yeah. I can't wait for that. I, I would do want to see it. I have very uh, big interest in it. Uh, I've keep- always been really loving the uh, the way that they've been doing these movies and uh, these musicals into movies. Yeah. Um, Hamilton was another one that I just absolutely found. And even Wonka. With. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. Wonka yet, so mm-hmm. I can't speak well, on that one. But was yeah, a musical too, but not as musical as this one. Yeah, this one was a musical. This was, this was like a Broadway movie. Yeah. yeah. And All so, right, carry on. action movie wise, they had the Beekeeper, Jason Statham, mm-hmm. coming out, and then um, ISS looks like a really interesting one. That's where uh, it's uh, Ariana DeBose. Um, she's Love in her. it, and it, it's pretty much the premise where these astronauts are on the ISS, the International yeah, Space yeah, Station. Yeah. And war between the U.S. and Russia has broke out. Yeah. But on the ISS are U.S. and Russian people. Mm. Yeah. And so everything even in Earth, the trailer... Everything on Earth is gone. Yeah. And, and even they get a message from Earth. Saying yeah. that both of their governments take over the ISS now. Yeah. And it's so like it's a real... up there too. Yeah, it's a real interesting premise. <laughs> so that's coming out at the end of this month. Interesting. Yeah. So... Yeah. That's a, that's definitely a crazy thought. Like, it can you is. imagine like having two bosses tell yeah. each other? Like, uh, imagine Randy coming in here and then Miss Julie also coming in here and saying, "You two have to fight each other between you and Brian, <laughs> as me and Brian." Take the show, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Take the show, no matter what. Um, so yes, that's January. In February is Argyle. Which is that uh, Matthew Vaughn action thriller with it's very star studded with uh, Henry Cavill, yeah, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, um, I saw it. Yeah. Uh, Bob Marley, One Love mm-hmm. comes out, mm-hmm. and Madam Webb. Madam Webb, too. So yeah. those are the three in February, the three notable ones in February coming out. Dune 2, you might be excited for this one coming out in March, um, and then Kung Fu Panda 4. And uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. So they're doing a, um, a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, doing the Frozen yeah. Empire. Yeah. Another Ghostbusters. So. I thought the they were woman Ghostbusters now. Are, is it still no. the women? No, they rebooted that. Yeah, so they rebooted women, So that. it was woman, and now it's no longer woman No, again. now it's yeah. kids, they're back, it's really good. No, yeah. they're back to the, the, the kids. I still didn't guys. see that first one, The kids though. are better. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so April, we got another Godzilla coming out. Godzilla X-Kong, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's going to top Godzilla Minus One. Because Godzilla Minus One was awesome. Still, still going strong in the theaters. It is, yeah. Still. Um, a really freaky but, like, true move. Well, it's it's a satire, but it's a movie called Civil War. And it's got Kirsten Dunst. It's got um, Jesse Plemons. It's got... It, it, there's one scene in the movie where... The Hispanic guy is like, oh, we're American. And then Jesse Clemenson's character is like, oh, what kind of American? Like, yeah, Ooh. it's a really like, it, it's a satire, but it's like almost relatable to today. So that's why I put that in there. And then Challengers. Challengers is that tennis movie with Zendaya in it. And um, oh, yeah, where she's leading on to two it's men. It's coming out. Got yeah. it. Yeah, it's supposed to, and there was a lot of movies that were supposed to come out last year Mm -hmm. that are coming out this year. So, um, so that's April, May, getting into the um, into the summer movies. So, Fall Guy, which has Ryan Gosling and uh, and um, Emily Blunt. Uh, It's about the it's an action movie and everything. So, repeat from the the eighties version. Back to Black, which is the uh, Amy Winehouse biopic. 
So I can, I, I'm interested in that too. Furiosa, the Mad Max um, prequel, I think. Yes, that's coming out. Um, the Planet of the Apes and Garfield. So that new animated Garfield one? Yeah, Chris Pratt is uh, the voice oh, yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Planet of the Apes is a trilogy. This is the first one in three movies they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. So June now, we got Ballerina, which is that prequel to John Wick. So it's about um, c- kind of what happened before John Wick uh, came into, uh, you know, that Angelica Houston character. Yeah. Uh, more so that backstory. Inside Out 2 is coming out right, in June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disney, yeah. And the bike riders, uh, and also uh, a quiet place day one. So if you were a fan of the quiet place, the first two, yeah, this is another prequel to that. Yeah, uh, except it's not uh, directed by John Krasinski. It's no. directed by someone. He's got influence, but he's not the director. July now we got Despicable Me four, and then because uh, you love the Minions. I do like the Minions. <laughs> I like the Minions, too. Like, no, oh, I'm, too. I'm excited for that one. That I'm one, a Minion the... fan, yeah. And then Twisters, the long-awaited uh, sequel, sequel to Twister. To twister still twisting. Yeah, it's still twisting. <laughs> and that cow's sitting around somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, they have we have Deadpool 3, which if you're a big Marvel fan, that's the yeah. only Marvel movie coming out this year. So. Yeah. I'm excited about that. That's good because, like, honestly, it seemed like there was Marvel movies every single other week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically. So, yes. And now in August, so we have Alien Romulus. Looks very good what they're going to do. Yes. It's I, a pre. It's, it's the. A, 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 Alien Romulus is the movie between Alien and Aliens. It's the one in the middle. Oh, boy. So, right. So, what happened after Alien? That this is. So, so technically, it'll be the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't no, have Sigourney you're Weaver wrong. in Correct. it. Though. It will not have Sigourney Weaver, uh, but it'll be the second movie in this series. It's a it's a it's a it's another adventure with a different uh ship. But, a different ship. But uh, yeah, but they're going back to their basics though. Oh gosh, yeah. gotcha. Yes. And then after that we got Craven, Craven the Hunter. Which, um, yeah, with with my husband. Aaron, yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Love him. Oh, love him. Oh my god! All right, <laughs> September. Now we're going into the fall. Beetlejuice two, mm. and that seems to be the only thing coming out in uh, September. It's going to be huge around the holidays. I think so. Uh, uh, it's going to bring Halloween. back so much nostalgia. Yeah, I'm excited and for that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and then uh, October, uh, which has one notable one: Joker. Follow you do. Yeah, uh, Joker two. Yeah, um, Lady Gaga also. and um, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. So yeah, that should be good. I'm. I'm happy to see her iteration yeah. of uh, Harley Quinn. So I want to see what she's got. Um, November has uh, the sequels again. Um, Venom, actually, that should be Venom 3. I don't know yeah. have Venom 2 down here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Venom 2 and Gladiator 2. Yeah, they're coming out with another Gladiator. Gladiator from, like, Gladiator, Gladiator. Yeah. 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 So, like, yeah, Ridley okay. Scott's coming out with another one. So um, those are the two in November. And then coming out on Thanksgiving weekend... Wicked. Wicked, yeah. Mm-hmm. Part one. Yeah. And then The Incredibles 3. Oh, wow. I love Incredibles, Incredibles. 3. Yeah, and I see the one minute. We're almost there. We're going the to December. Incre- yeah, I love The Incredibles. Good. I'm Me glad too. to hear it. And then December, there is another prequel coming out. Mufasa. Mufasa. Somebody asked me to say it again. Mufasa. Is it live action or cartoon? Uh, I don't even know. I've, I've heard about this, but yeah. I know it's a prequel. And I'm not sure if yeah. it's a live action or a sequel. Okay. Um, coming out, um, I believe close to that is Sonic 3. 
Okay. So Sonic movies have done two, well. They have. They have done very well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm eager to see that one, too. And then finally, coming out on Christmas is a scary movie. <laughs> Once that, that actually scared me when I first saw it. It's Nosferatu. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's that original Dracula, yeah, real, and when I saw Dracula. it, and you know, I just remember the fingertips coming yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah, the yeah, bed, yeah. and I'm like, oh, like, like a God. nice Christmas Christian movie, yeah. <laughs> 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 I know, a nice perfect little Christian holiday. movie in Christmas. Yeah, let's go see vampires kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the that is 2024 in movies. So there's, I think there's a, a lot to get, be expected. Yeah. I saw some oohs and ahs. And I'm, so. I'm excited to see the Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes? Yeah, that's the one I'm excited I don't to know. see. No, there's just a lot to see here. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm excited yeah. to see your husband and his Yeah, it's on right? Craven, yeah. Craven yeah. the manager. Yeah. Yeah. I was Joker that, to myself. I mean, yeah. I love the first Joker, so. And I'm eager to see Lady Gaga in the world. All right, well, I've, I'm, in, I'm cutting you guys off now. Um, right. like I've, I've been trying to flag you guys down for the last oh, four minutes. So let's go to Masquerade by Stella right here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa, the big gay radio show. What's right and what's wrong? 
Bay. This is Joanna Grossa from the Big Gay Radio Show. And an effort about good mental health here is your good LGBTQIA plus news from around the country right here in Tampa Bay. In sports news, the International Olympic Committee announced a new framework for transgender and intersex athletes Tuesday. Drug controversial policies that required competing athletes to undergo, quote, medically unnecessary procedures or treatments. The new framework was not legally binding and was developed following, quote, extensive consultation with athletes, other sports organizations, and experts field of human rights, law, and medicine, the IOC said. It comes just three months after the Tokyo Olympics saw the transgender and intersex athletes compete in the game's history. Tuesday's work represents the guidance for the IOC released in 2015 without a limit on the ass levels that required some of them to go treatment IOC now describes as medically unnecessary. Before 2016, the IOC required athletes to undergo genital surgery. In a page document, IOC outlined tensibles, which is described as grounded on the respect for nationally recognized human rights. Sports competitions should follow. It also said that it will no longer require athletes to undergo hormone level modifications to compete. In Tampa Bay, Med Inclusive Health has nearly completed the organization's redistribution of operations eight first locations and expansion first deep last year. The plans were announced in April 2023 and build return to Metro's route signed to meet demand while addressing barriers to health care in underserved communities. The organization had partnered with Kankity Health in the decade prior to raid and share a 7,000 square foot Petersburg facility and a 3,000 square foot facility in Bohr, both in which can continue to operate from. Unmet expansion started away and continued through the end of 2023. They began offering services at organizations renovated so have located in St. Petersburg that month, formerly their retail location inclusivity, and the Brandon site opened in July. A North St. Petersburg location followed in October, and Tampa's Seminole Heights and Fletcher Avenue sites opened in November. Metro also did the Ebor location that month, while operations have continued in Clearwater and Newport Ritchie. Down St. Opened, Metro vacated its traditional St. Petersburg location on December 29th, while their eighth site in South St. Petersburg is slated to open by February 1st. In Florida, it's that time of year again. Watermark Magazine wants some who is the best best in the LGBTQIA plus community. They are currently collecting nominations for the 2024 Wave winners. The Watermark Awards for Variety and Excellence, or the Waves as they call them, recognize the Central Florida and Tampa Bay's LGBTQ plus community in the areas of activism, service, entertainment, and more. In each category, they ask the community to write in who best represents the values of the LGBTQ plus community in your area. It can be any person, group, or business that falls anywhere or else, including allies, as long as they have demonstrated their support for the community. Nominations are open for both Central Florida and Tampa Barrier. Last year, WMNF, the gay radio show, won for favorite local radio show, and show host Chris Gorman received the favorite local activist award. Nominate your favorite watermarkonline.com forward slash waves 2024. Please remember to stay safe in yourself and others with kindness. This has been good LGBTQIA news from the Big Gay Radio Show. I'm Joanna Grosso on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Hi everyone, this is Dave Borman with your Tampa Bay Gay Community Calendar. Tonight, dust off those balls. It's time for Pride Bowling at Dunedin Lanes. Start off the new year with a night of cosmic bowling, drink specials, and a drag show at midnight featuring Jocelyn Summers and special guests Lady Janet and Brianna Summers. Doors open at 10. Dunedin Lanes is located at 405 Patricia Avenue in Dunedin. Then on Sunday the 7th, get your team together for Found Family Collective's Tea and Trivia at the Calicia Tea Lounge. Trivia Master Andy brings some new trivia questions questions and the topic is Marvel versus DC. Doors open at 3 with the game starting at 3.30. The Calicia Tea Lounge is located at 1441 East Fletcher Avenue, Suite 101 in Tampa. And finally, Jobsite Theater presents Shakespeare's Twelfth Night at the Jabe Theater starting on January 17th. This is a must-see comedy and music experience, and according to Broadway World, no one rocks the bard as hard, as daring, or as relevant as Jobsite and their players. Get tickets and more information at jobsitetheater.org. This has been your Tampa Bay Gay community calendar. More information at tampabaygay.com. 
WMNF is more than just 88.5 FM. You can also find us online at WMNF.org. Check out the latest news stories, how to volunteer, future WMNF concerts, stream live or the latest episode of your favorite music shows, and more. And of course, you can always show your support by clicking on the Donate Now button. Explore your community at WMNF.org. We're on Instagram. Follow Big Gay Radio Show. So long, I kept my distance. So many things that I'm missing out on. Cause I know all too well how it hurts.
top of the morning. We are WMNF Tampa. Listen on air at 88.5 FM, online at WMNF.org, and on the free WMNF app. Now here's more of the Big Gay Radio Show on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. WMNF Tampa. Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris Gorman. I have been your show twink here on the Big Gay Radio Show. Joined by a bunch of gays, Esme Russell, Brian Hinkson, Veronica Fox, and Shane McCabe. Hello. Yeah, that's us. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. This has been so exciting at... 12 a.m. until 3 a.m. It is. It's yeah. been a little bit of a, a rough one. Sometimes it's not. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's fun though. I was thrilled to come back. Yeah. Yes. It's a it's a sleepy good, time good. though. I I I I, uh, I I don't stay up at this time even when I'm going out clubbing. Like I will literally be in bed by 11. On New Year's, I was literally asleep by 12:01. As like, yay, the ball dropped. All right, I'm out. Bye. See y'all I'm later. Always awake. I'm in bed, but awake. This is usually my um, New York, New York pizza hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Slice of pep. Slice of pepperoni. Now you, now you, you understand. I get it. I, 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 I you're picking. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. I used to do that all the time when I was go-go dancing at Bradley's. I would literally at two thirty, I would engulf a slice of pizza from yeah, that place. Yeah, too. Absolutely, Brian. Yeah. You got four minutes. Category is. All right. The category is Happy New Year. Um. So, with that being said, how long is it appropriate to say Happy New Year? How long? Do you say it? So, uh, it, it, and what I mean is when the ball drops, you know, January 1st is inappropriate time to say Happy New Year. Maybe January 2nd is too. January 3rd, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, Martin Luther King weekend. I don't so know. I, um, uh, <laughs> I would stop saying Happy New Year probably around um, like a week after Oof. if I haven't, like if it's the first time that I've seen somebody, like I'll, I'll say Happy New Year. But like if it's somebody I see on a regular basis, like I wanna, I'm not going to say Happy New Year to Esme every single day. I'm not going to say Happy New Year to Brian every single day. Um, I'm going to say Happy New Year to somebody like who I haven't had a conversation with all day. I, I actually told Mike Olivero Happy New Year. I hope yeah. you had a good New Year. So, um, and we're four days after the New Year, so. Yeah, usually you'll get it from me once and probably within that same week. I'm working in hospitality. I'm like, you get one out of me, but then you have 500 more to give out after that. You get one out of me to yourself. Like, I'll give it to others, but you you get one Happy New Year. Yes. I'll definitely say it tomorrow. Like, it's my first day back to work since the New Year, so I'll see some people I haven't seen. I'll give them a quick, hey, Happy New Year, but then that's probably it. We ain't giving out New Year's like it's under our chairs. <laughs> you get a new year. You get a new year. How about Esme, you? how about you? Yeah. yeah, the same. I just do it one time, and then if I meet someone that I haven't seen in a while, I'll tell them Happy New Year. So, but, but um, oh, well, I was going to say, even if you host a show, like after you host a show, yeah, you say no, like, like, Happy New Year. Yeah, I won't say Happy New Year once I, I host it. No, we are, we've already gone through all that. <laughs> the ball's out of jail. Yeah, it's, it's just, that's just silly. Let's just keep it going. It's just. So Veronica, yeah. Fox, and Shane, y'all got social media. Where where can we find you if you wanted to sock y'all? 
If you want yeah. to stalk me personally, Veronica Fox, it's uh, at Miss Veronica Fox on Instagram and Veronica Fox on Facebook, on the Face Place. Awesome. And Shane? Um, so I'm Shane Patrick McCabe on Instagram, Shane McCabe Facebook. And then with the podcast, again, it's Necessary Pursuit and it's NecessaryPursuit.com. You could email me, Shane at NecessaryPursuit.com. You could listen on Apple. You could listen on Spotify. Got three more episodes coming out this in the next two weeks. Can I have your social too while you're at it? Yeah, yeah your social security number. Somebody um, already stole my identity. And your you firstborn child you and all the other stuff. Come on, bro. I already have to file with a special <laughs> pin with the IRS. You're giving it away. Stole it. It's funny. When you said social, I was like, he already gave out his social. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. He wants the real deal. The, the big stuff. Well... Thank you guys so much for joining Thank us. You. We this truly appreciate great. that you guys came on and was able to talk about your your life and being married by the beautiful Miss Esme Russell. I see a very sexy slow burn in the other studio. He's looking damn good. Hey, I like that hat on you, man. Um, I, I love slow burn. He definitely gives me the best vibes when we're going home. So shout out to slow burn. And for the last 10 seconds, I really want to let everybody know, thank you so much for listening to the Big Gay Radio Show. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.